Welcome to The Short-Term Show, the show about short-term rentals and long-term wealth, with real property owners hosting real properties who are crushing it in the vacation and short-term rental space. And here's your host, Avery Carl. This episode is brought to you by the premier short-term rental Facebook group. Short-term rental, long-term wealth. We have nearly 50,000 members. This is the biggest independently owned and operated SCR Facebook group. It has been curated by yours truly, Cashflow Carl. Join us on Facebook. Search the groups for short-term rental, long-term wealth. That's short-term rental, long-term wealth on Facebook. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Short-Term Show. Today we've got a very cool guest. We have Zach Leemaster, the founder and CEO of Rent to Retirement, uh, which is a turnkey company, which those of you guys who don't know what that is yet, you will after this show. Also invest in short-term rentals. Uh, He's got a really great portfolio, so I'm really excited to interview him. How's it going, Zach? Hey, Avery. I'm super excited to be here, so thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks so much for coming. Uh, can we start off by, can you just tell us a little bit about uh, what you do uh, investment-wise and that personally, and then also rent to retirement and we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'll share just a quick quick background about uh, myself and getting into real estate. So um, like like many who who operate full-time in real estate now, I believe you as, as well, Avery, like I have a background in nothing to do with real estate. Uh, I have a background in healthcare. So my wife and I are both optometrists by education. I was an Air Force captain for seven years uh, practicing optometry as I was on scholarship. That's where I first started investing in real estate. Even my first house was a house hack, a duplex, lived in half, rented out the other half. That's where we got the bug. We And this was probably about 15 years ago at this point when we bought that first duplex. But we've been investing in real estate ever since because it was just we like the idea of a tangible asset that we could physically see. Uh, and that was producing predictable results for us. So, you know, that was a starting point. Every since every point since then, we started investing more and more real estate. Uh, there was a catalyst, I guess, a point, a, p- a pivotal moment in our investing career that really allowed us to scale our portfolio and retire from our career paths in optometry early on in life. And that was when we started investing out of state, being strategic about, you know, choosing the location. There's a lot of different markets out there, uh, as you well know, as you invest across the country. But we were intentional on choosing a market that was most conducive with our goals and that had the best returns. That allowed us to really scale our portfolio and retire early, um, which was the foundation of rent to retirement, which is our turnkey business. And I just give that backstory because I think it's really important to understand like the US is a diverse market and there's a lot of different opportunity out there that you know probably has better markets than your own backyard. But that was, you know, we had a lot of friends and family and colleagues that were like, hey, we see what you're doing in real estate. Can you help us invest? We'd already built the systems across the country, building our own portfolio. And that was a birthplace of rent to retirement. So fast forward to today, what we do is we uh, sell turnkey investment properties. So these are either newly built or fully renovated houses that are leased and managed in the best markets across the country to our investors. And we help them build their own portfolio. Uh, on on our end, personally, I mean, we we started in the single family space, and we've continued to scale into multifamily. We own a lot of commercial retail at this at this point in time, and we love buying uh, luxury short term rentals. So I know that was a little long winded, but that's my story. 
No, I love long-winded. There's nothing worse than interviewing somebody who gives one word answers because then I have to keep talking. So <laughs> let's, yeah, I mean, there definitely is a lot to unpack there. So you said a few things that I think are really, really important for the listeners to understand. Uh, and that's finding the market that works for your goals. So I think a lot of people, you know, reading the news about short-term rentals, they'll see like what happened in Dallas or what's happened in certain markets uh, for short-term rentals. And they're like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Short-term rentals are saturated and, or, you know, really any asset class. Um, you have to find the market that works because what's happening in Phoenix, Arizona is not what's happening in Omaha, Nebraska, or Destin, Florida. Real estate's very, very regional. It's very local. And two wildly different things can be going on in two different markets that are even, you know, maybe just a few hours away from each other. So I think that it's really important for listeners to understand just because where you live doesn't necessarily work. If you're buying long-term or short-term, there is a market out there that will work for what you want to do. You just have to find it. Yeah, absolutely. And and beyond that, I think, well, most of us, well, let me say this first. It is completely fine to start locally. That's where most people oh, yeah. do start because that's what you're familiar with and you're you're comfortable with. But, you know, we, both of us, Avery, I think you would agree with this. And both of us personally invest across the country in multiple locations because there's different opportunities. You want to have a diverse portfolio, not only across different asset classes, but also ac across different geographic locations. And more than likely, there's a market out there that has better opportunity and does fit your goals, you know, more so than, you know, your, your local backyard. And that can really help you dramatically increase your portfolio and reach your financial goals. But obviously, the obstacle and the challenge is like, how do you invest out of state, right? And you assist a lot of investors with this on the short term side. Um, and we assist a lot of investors learning how to invest out of state with long term rentals and different multifamily, single family, just building a successful portfolio following certain procedures. But I think that's a roadblock for a lot of people. I don't know if you agree or not, but it's mm -hmm. just like, hey, how do how do we invest out of state? That seems daunting, right? We got to build our own team there. Um, we can't see it and drive by the property. I'm not comfortable with that. But certainly once you overcome that, it opens up the world of opportunity. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I would actually take that and flip it also. So if you do live in a place where it's great to invest locally, you also want to kind of treat that property like it is 100 miles away and you're not breathing down its neck and helicopter parenting it all the time. Um, you want to make sure that, you know, you don't get obsessed with it and be like driving by all the time if it is local. Uh, we're all guilty of that from time to time, especially <laughs> early on, right? But it's like, you know, we're, when I think about building real estate, and a lot of people I think have this mindset too, it's like, well, I want to I want to build a real estate portfolio, whatever the size is, to ultimately like have passive income, semi-passive at the end of the day. Um, it's not ever completely passive, but at the end of the day, like we're trying to build a portfolio that allows us to spend our time with friends and family and, you know, work on other business ventures, whatever the case is. Yeah, you you certainly don't want to be hyper-conscious about the portfolio where it's like, you know, your, your, your tenant is, is not paying rent, you're losing sleep at night, like you have systems and management in place to, to handle that. So I, I would agree with that 100%. Okay, so I want to hear about your, your personal portfolio, especially your short term rentals first, and then let's dive into everything else. Great. So yeah, at this point in time, I mean, we've kind of gone through this transition of owning our own portfolio that is mainly residential. And this is actually a lot of what our, our our investors, like the same path we've walked them through. Now everyone's different. But so we we started investing mainly in residential. This is single family and small multifamily. We started investing out of state where there's better opportunity that catapulted our success and increased our returns dramatically. 
allowed us to retire from our career career paths. And then as we as we let real estate do what real estate does over time and grow in equity, we then traded in a lot of those properties. We still own a ton of residential uh, real estate, but we went through a lot of 1031 exchanges. We bought more commercial assets. We own some commercial, multifamily, industrial, and a lot of retail spaces. And that is a little bit of a volatile space. We don't, I mean, that's that's the majority of what we own in the commercial assets, but we are well diversified in you know, residential and other asset classes. Um, we So we did 1031 exchanges. We traded up. Uh, we ran cost segregation studies on, on all of those, of course, and accelerated the depreciation um, to offset our tax benefits to allow us to buy more real estate. Uh, and we've also, we also buy uh, very niche short-term rental um, luxury houses in Colorado here where I'm at. And this is in the mountains in, in Summit County. We have some of the top performing short-term rentals um, that we are really intentional about our, our management catering to you know that type of high-level client. Um, and do do quite well with those. And we're really excited. Actually, we are just closing on another short-term rental um, probably end of this week, hopefully all fingers crossed. So that's mainly what our portfolio looks like today. We're, we've met the number of seven figures of income on our portfolio. We have a high, it's a high eight-figure portfolio, but we net cash flow over seven figures annually, which is, which is great. We didn't, that didn't happen overnight. You know, it took us 15 years to get there. But one thing I always tell people is we've bought more and more real estate every single year since we started with those, you know, that first duplex about 15 years ago. Um, so that's, that's the portfolio today. Oh, that's a lot of stuff. How many, how many doors is that? How many doors does it take to make that much? Yeah, I don't even know offhand. So with our, with our commercial, so we still probably have about 30 residential doors. This is a combination of, in fact, we closed one yesterday. This is a new construction in Alabama. Um, we buy a lot of new construction. That's mainly what we're buying now because I love build. And actually, as a as a business, we focus like seventy percent in the build to rent space. Um, just really predictable returns southeast, where you get you know growth markets. But we have about thirty doors residential. That's a mix single family and and um, multifamily. We have eleven buildings that are, and these are all northern Colorado here for commercial. These are retail centers. These are like your small, like you know, shadow anchored next to King Supers or whatever. These are three to six tenant. Um, type of buildings. And we have four short-term properties that are that are luxury high-end stuff. Um, I mean, in those itself, like one of our properties in Keystone, which is the highest grossing property in Keystone, like we did over half a million just, just on that property alone last year. That's that's gross, of course. Um, but that's, I mean, that's a large house that we we did some renovation on and stuff. Awesome. That sounds killer. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, but we, you know, we're trying to make it more, as again, we, we went through this transition where we buy residential, trade up, maximize tax benefits, reinvest that money. It's constant, you know, that's the, the game of uh, Monopoly, of course, so. Well, I want to hear, and you already kind of touched on it, why, why should someone diversify their portfolio? So I get this question kind of the opposite all the time of, well, you know, you own a short-term rental brokerage. Well, if short-term, but you own a lot of long-terms and multifamilies. So if short-term rentals are so great, why do you bother with this other stuff? I would like to hear what your answer is to that. Diversification is huge. I mean, this is kind of a, <laughs> you hear that all the time, right? But it's like, what is what does diversification mean? And and just to be clear, I don't I don't do any investing outside of real estate. I'm a very simple person, Avery. And so like, I understand, I understand math and real estate. I don't invest in any stocks. I don't have a 401k. 
I don't do it. And that doesn't mean that that's right for everybody, right? Because it's also, I think, appropriate for people to diversify it across different aspects. This is just what I do. I think it was Warren Buffett that said, invest in what you know and nothing more. And we we invest in real estate, but we're highly diversified in real estate. I love, I mean, the, the long-term rentals, like that's the majority of what we do in rent to retirement. That's not the super sexy stuff. You know, that's not like, that's that's the boring stuff, but it's the predictable stuff. We love investing in residential real estate because it's a human necessity. And there's a huge housing crisis right now. I mean, there's a huge discrepancy between supply and demand in a lot of parts of the country. And that's just a really predictable asset class. But that doesn't mean you have to own all of your properties in long-term rentals. It's fun. One of the fun parts about real estate, I'll say this because investing in different asset classes, like, yes, it's important to have a diversified portfolio geographically and across different asset classes, short-term rentals, long-term commercial, whatever. Like that's good just from diversification standpoint in general. That way, if there is some changes in one asset class or a market, like that provides a sustainable portfolio long-term, like that would be the financial answer. But also just on a personal level, as you as you own real estate and you get more involved in it, like real estate is a lifelong journey and you're always learning something, something new. And I think it's just simply fun to invest in different asset classes and kind of learn about different stuff, right? Like your interest is kind of perked in in different areas. Like we haven't been investing in short-term rentals a long time, uh, maybe about five years or so, but that's super fun to talk about with people. No one, no one cares about my commercial retail, retail centers, <laughs> you know? So, but we get to go up and take the family and visit those. We mm-hmm. get to do some creative things on the financing side, put a little personal touch on them. So, I mean, it's, I think for diversification, it's important and, and necessary to build a sustainable portfolio long-term, but it's also just fun to keep you engaged in your portfolio long-term. I mean, would you agree with that or? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really fun to buy short-term. I mean, cause we stick to what it sounds like you own is vacation rentals in vacation markets where you're getting, you know, high-end clients, not necessarily high-end, but like bigger parties, our houses are decently luxury and, you know, our apartment buildings are C plus class. And if they're not anywhere you would ever go visit and go stay in, it's just not as fun. You know, it's, it's fun to go shop for ski houses and beach houses and lake houses and all that. And, um, but the predictability of the long terms, even though they don't make nearly as much money, you have to buy them at much larger scale to see that income. It's just nice. They're nice to have. This episode of The Short-Term Show is brought to you by The Short-Term Shop. 30-year fixed mortgages, tax benefits, and long-distance management training made easy are just a few of the perks of owning a short-term rental. The Short-Term Shop can help you buy and learn how to manage your property from anywhere in the world. Just go to theshorttermshop.com and click Get Connected. Again, that's theshorttermshop.com, and we are brokered by eXp. See y'all over there. Management Monday is proud to present this episode of The Short-Term Show. Management Monday is a weekly course that will teach you everything you need to know about managing a short-term rental from a distance. How to get more bookings, hire ADR, how to hire and fire vendors. Even if you don't want to manage it yourself, you need this course so you know how to manage your manager. Over 10,000 Superhosts started their career with Management Monday. And the best part is, it's free for short-term shop clients. Start your journey today at theshorttermshop.com. theshorttermshop.com. I'll say this too, 
Because I think the newer investor, we're all guilty of this from time to time. And we talk about analysis paralysis, but there's also, I think, um, the shiny object syndrome for, for all real estate investors. I mean, I don't think that ever goes away. And so just a little piece of advice, though, if you're a newer investor or if you're looking at different, if you're trying to really scale your portfolio, I would say this too. Real estate, I mean, again, it's a lifelong journey. You got all the time in the world to learn about different asset classes and do something like just choose something though, right? Like choose one right. thing and just do it and do it until either you're tired of it or you feel confident to the point where you can expand on other things. It's like a lot of our investors, we say, just do the predictable stuff like residential real estate, get started. And just, cause that's the most important thing is just get started. Don't, don't be one of these people that looks and researches a thousand different things. And then you can't, you can't choose anything or right. you can't choose anything and do it, do it like intentionally because you're too distracted. Like it's okay to start on the predictable stuff, build a portfolio, or if you want to short, start short term, that's great. Do that, build out that portfolio. And as you, you know, build a strong foundation, you can start to tap into these, these other um, asset classes. I promise you, you have time to do it. So. Yeah. Totally. So what advice do you have for people who are like looking at somebody like you who has this huge portfolio and they're like, man, I've got one or two doors. How do I get from here where I'm sitting to where Zach is sitting? Maybe let's start with just like financing wise. How do like how do you get from point A to point B to where you have this huge portfolio when you're limited, obviously, by how much you make? Yeah, capital is always the most limiting factor. I just acknowledge that um, because the you know, I mean, we only have a finite amount of money we can put down. Um, you know, and that's always the case. And at some point, if you consistently invest in real estate, it's really cool to get to the point where your real estate's buying more real estate, both by cashing in the equity, maybe saving up the income. Um, so just first and foremost, understand that like it doesn't happen overnight, right? Um, but if you stay consistent, I think I I did a on our uh, YouTube channel, I did a a rundown to say that there's the or the five most important things to focus on um and financing was part of this so we'll we'll start there um but financing i mean if you have access to your traditional loans even it, even in the times where there's high interest rate like the most important thing you can do is just buy and own the real estate financing is just a point in time you can always refinance in the future you know if you're buying if you're buying a property that still cash flows today like you're going to be okay don't let financing stop you but hey, if you have, if you get access to traditional financing, like use that, you know, if you're looking at short-term rentals, like one of the first short-term rental we bought, we bought it as a second home. We put 10% down on that property. We do personally use it. You know, I got to be aware of what that loan looks like, but there's some, there's some unique options that you have access to as you scale your portfolio financing, you know, you got to look at other stuff. You got to look at DSCR loans. You know, if there's a lot of different loans that are outside of the conventional conforming loans, you have 10 loans that you can hold under your own name at any point in time conventionally, but financing is actually never an obstacle. It's the money to put down. And so to your point, Avery, like, Hey, if you get hit a roadblock where you're like, you know, I, I don't have enough money. What other, what other things can you do to buy more properties, partnerships, right? I think partnerships are one of the most underutilized resources you can bring in people. My brother-in-law buys a lot of turnkey rentals with us, putting zero money down because he finds like we have the deals for him. He intentionally, like he's built a business around this now, finding other people that will own 50% of the house with them, but they bring all the money and they get the loan. Like bringing in partners is a thing that you can do. Finding other ways like tapping into equity. If you have a property that has equity going through in establishing a HELOC, if you have, or if you're selling a property 1031, exchanging it, there's a lot of different resources you can use. If you have a retirement vehicle and you want to access that, there's a lot of different resources you can look at. So financing is never an option, but 
or I'm sorry, financing is never an obstacle, but the money down is always, you know, the challenge, but there's, you know, you got to be creative, right? As you go to expand. I totally agree with that. And so you said you guys buy a lot of new construction. Is that, so are you buying from builders or are you guys like actually doing the construction? It's both. Okay. And so we do ground up construction and the construction industry is a wild one right now. Yeah. There's a lot of challenges going on, a lot of delays, especially in the Southeast. Um, so there's a lot of variables there. Um, so we have our own internal building team where we will build build houses from the ground up. Some of those we keep as our own rentals. Some of those we sell retail. Some of those we uh, lease and manage and sell to our investors. Um, and then we also work with multiple building teams across the nation is that have access or excess uh, inventory right now because we, we this is actually a really unique time to buy I think new construction where we have a lot of opportunity to be specific um, we have a lot of these builders in the builder in space that we work with that uh, build properties historically to sell to institutional buyers to funds those funds are not buying right now those builders still started projects with anticipation this means the average investor has access to a lot of deals right now that they didn't have access to uh, when institutional buyers were very active one to two years ago. This means we can buy in very hot markets, excuse me, where we can have access to properties that have equity, that cash flow well, or an extreme growth market. So it's it's all of the above. Gotcha. So I think, so my next question, I want to kind of segue into rent to retirement. So for us, we self-manage all of our short-term rentals, of which we have eight. We have eight. Yes, we have eight. We, we've we been under contract and fallen out on a couple of things recently. So like, wait, how many do we have? Um, so we self-manage those, but we do not self-manage our long-term rentals. And a lot of people think, oh, why would you not self-manage your long-terms? That's got to be a lot less work than self-managing your short-terms, but I actually think it's the opposite. So with the short-terms, you know, it's just answering a few messages here and there. With long-terms, it's like, you've got to do credit checks. you got to have somebody to show them the apartments or the houses they're going to rent and all these things. Uh, so we have managers that do that. And you guys, so can you, before we get to that question, give a brief just definition of what a turnkey service does? Because I think that some of our listeners might not be familiar with that term. I'm glad that you said that. And thank you for allowing me the time because turnkey is a buzzword, right? I mean, you hear turnkey and it's like, what What the hell does that mean? But turnkey for us, when we define it, it is um, we try to operate in the full scope of turnkey. So turnkey is either, is a property that's either newly built because, again, we do majority of, of new construction, newly built or fully renovated, leased and professionally managed by a team that's met our criteria in a market that we feel will be a sustainable and productive investment market long-term. And of course, there's you know a long list of things like we wanna be in areas that have landlord-friendly legislation, low taxes, population and economic growth, et cetera, et cetera. Um, areas that will cash flow. But we, in, in addition to that, like we're not just selling properties that are you know newly built, leased and managed. We also help investors on the street. And this is probably the bigger part of what our, our value is to our investors is that we help them build a business around investing in real estate, right? Because when you're investing in real estate, you're you're building a business, uh, make no mistake about that. And you need to have all the the right pieces in place. This is the right real estate attorney and CPA. You know, if, if you're going through a 1031 exchange, you got to have your QI. If you're investing through a retirement vehicle, you're custodian. And so our goal is to help you like map out your vision and business plan and then find the properties to fit that. 
um, regardless if that's the properties that we have within our market, if it, if it makes sense, you know, if it, if the properties we have fit your goals, great. If not, let's help you still like map out that plan. So that, that's what turnkey means, means to us. Okay. So thank you for that definition. So let's, can you walk me through what it looks like? So say I want to become a client and like, you know what, I've got some money. I think I want to buy some long-term rentals. I just want to put it somewhere where it's going to make some money. I'm not into stocks. Um, what does that process look like? And I also want to clarify, guys, before we do this, before I say my next sentence anyway, that I don't think that when it comes to real estate, there's really anything passive, truly passive income does not exist. You're going to have to be managing something in some way. Um, but this is about as close as it gets, I think, investing in turnkey. So let's, can you walk me through the process of like, I'm like, hey, Zach, I want to buy some stuff with you guys. What's the next step? Absolutely. And I, and yes, good point on the passive income side. Like, and we, we have management because you talked about management previously. We have management on like personally, all of our properties, even short-term rentals, you know, and sometimes that's a challenge to cash flow. But I mean, it's really important to us that like we can focus our time and energy on business and growing the portfolio and outsourcing management because that helps us scale. Um, but if someone is interested in turnkey, like the first thing we want to do is schedule an appointment, right? We want to have a consultation with one of our investment strategists. We want to learn about you, your goals, criteria, timeline, resources. Everybody is, in, every single person is in a different situation. There's no one size fits all, right? It's it's helping you build a tailored plan, working with our team, and then giving you some actionable steps. We talked about financing earlier on. Uh, financing is usually step one because you need to know your acquisition strategy if you're using conventional financing. So uh, whatever the case is. So the first step is let's have a consultative call with you. By the way, we don't charge investors anything. We make our money like home builders do, building houses and selling them or renovating them. Um, but we we help you map out a strategy and plan and then you know, find the right financing options that fit your goals, get pre-qualified or pre-approved with those lenders, and then find the right properties to fit those to fit your portfolio. And then we walk through the transaction process with you. This is a normal transaction. We expect you to have all your normal due diligence, appraisals, inspection, title work things along those lines, close on the property, make sure you're set up with management and then make sure you set up the, the, the portfolio appropriately. Do you need an LC or not? You know, do you have a, an attorney that or a tax accountant that you need to work with? Those are all come after closing, but it's just essentially helping you map out your goals, finding the right properties and lending options, et cetera, and then executing on them. And then along the way, providing you some education, right? About what are the different markets and you know, why would you invest in this area over this area? You know, what maybe what is new? Why what are the benefits of new construction versus you know a, a midwestern rehab house or something like that? So there's a lot to it, but you know we work with our clients throughout the process of building their investment plan and strategy. That is pretty awesome. So how many markets do you guys operate in? We operate now on the turnkey side in twelve different markets. These are two geographic locations mainly. One one is going to be the Midwest. So this is like Ohio, Missouri. Indiana. This is like your typical uh, average price point is probably $150,000 for a B-class house. Um, these are traditionally long-term rentals, um, right? These are these are houses like you're just workfo workforce housing, your bread and butter, blue collar housing, you know, three bed, four bed, two bath. That's just going to be a real predictable market, low barrier of entry where you can easily build a portfolio long-term, not have a lot of fluctuation. The other area we work in more aggressively is the Southeast. And this is more exclusively on new construction. 
This would be markets like Texas, Alabama, Florida, Carolinas. These are more of the growth markets. And we're mainly doing single family and small multi new construction where you get a brand new built house, a brand a newly built house um, that is going to attract quality, quality tenants. Um, like generally speaking, these are better returns long-term than say a Midwestern market, but it's also higher barrier of entry. So average um, cost in these markets is probably 300 to 400,000, um, you know, and they, they do have strong appreciation both in rents and, uh, and market appreciation. We do have some short-term rentals uh, that we sell, um, but it's mainly, these are mainly long-term long-term rentals in these areas you can do whatever you want with the house by the way this is your house right so if you wanted to go down the short-term path you can do that if you want to do a mid-term um, rental you certainly could do that you know if you wanted to just make it you know more passive and be a long-term rental you could do that as well all right so lots of options um is there anything that i haven't asked that you feel like the listeners would benefit from hearing in terms of Sorry, I have strep throat to be completely 100% transparent here because preschool and kindergarten is a cesspool and our children keep getting us sick. So um, is there anything that I haven't asked that you think uh, the listeners would benefit from hearing in terms of learning about turnkey and long-term and and these types of things? Well, I hope you recover well. And I know that we're we're both struggling. I had to pause my mute myself a few times as I'm coughing because same thing. We have a, we have a seven-month-old and a two-year-old. We literally were just traveling, Avery, and there was this little girl at the airport that my son was watching about his age, and she was like licking the floor, <laughs> licking the floor. Oh my god! <laughs> and, uh, the, and the mom just didn't care. I was like, "Man, kids are crazy, and they're just like <laughs> cesspools." Um, but uh, is that yeah? It's that time of year. But on the, I mean, on the shorts or on the you know rent to retirement side, turnkey. I mean, turnkey. I'll say this. I guess is just kind of final words. Um, you know, if people are wondering if turnkey's right for them or investing out of state for that matter, long term rentals like. You know, I encourage you to set up a time with with our team and just I guarantee that you'll walk away and have learned something. I always encourage our team to add value to every conversation they have. So if you just need lender recommendations, like we, we have some really unique options out there. We have um, a seller finance option at 2.99%. It's an interest only um, loan for two to four years. That is just exceptional. We have credit unions. This isn't a third party lender, but a credit union. They'll offer portfolio loans at 5% down on up to five investment properties. People are like, well, do I have to live in the house? And no, this is an investment property that you can put 5% down on up to five investment properties. We have a lot of people doing that. Like I personally bought five of those and then I run ran cost segregations on them. So anyways, if you have questions, excuse me, just reach out. Like our goal is to add value however we can. But a lot of people wonder like, is, is turnkey right for me? Well, a lot of our clients, I think where turnkey can make sense for you. If you're a brand new investor and you just need some handholding, this is a great option to just walk through the process. If you are an investor, this is your first time out of state and you want to, you want an easy access to deals where you can just tap into an established team. This provides a lot of opportunity. If you're a busy professional and you want to add real estate to your portfolio, but you don't want to add a ton of time and another job, or if you live in an expensive market, and your local market doesn't make sense and you're forced out of state. Like all these are ways that we work with investors. We have investors that are full-time real estate investors and they just want to buy more real estate for the tax advantages or whatever without adding hours to their plate. So, you know, I encourage you to just reach out to our team, see if it makes sense for you and at least, you know, ask the questions that you have. So that's that's my final piece on who is who's turnkey right for. Okay. Well, awesome. I hope that everybody's found this valuable. I know I have. Um, so we're coming to the last three questions of the show that we ask everyone. 
First question is, what advice would you give 20-year-old Zach? Oh, man. Um, a lot of probably a lot of life at 20 years, a lot of life uh, advice at 20 years old. Um, you know, I went down this path of where I was really intentional on like following the normal to school path, right? I spent $400,000 going to school for eight years to get a, you know, a medical degree that I don't use. Um, and I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say that I wouldn't have done that again. But if obviously knowing what I knew today, I mean, if I could have started in real estate just a little bit sooner, even some of the houses that I rented at college, if I would have owned those um, and and learned about some of the things that I, I'm applying today, I would have got, you know, a 10 year head start, um, <laughs> you know, but that's OK. Everyone can say that. Right. I would have started sooner and been more aggressive earlier on. Um, the The other piece of advice I would say to my younger self is in partnerships specifically date before you get married, walk before you run, and maybe take a little bit of time to be more, I mean, just be a little bit more investigative on some of the partnerships we've had. We don't have time to go into that today, but we, you know, bad partnerships can really set you back. That kind of is a, is a great segue into the next question is what advice do you have for a new investor who's looking to get started today? What is it? December of 2023, weird time in real estate. So what advice do you have for them? And this would be irrelevant of the time frame because there's always something. Um, but I would say, don't be one of these people that finds an excuse to sit on the sidelines. We talked about this a little bit earlier. Don't be someone that is always paying attention to the news because there's always going to be something. I mean, if we look back, you know, three years ago, it's like, oh, COVID, you know, everyone was concerned about COVID. There was lending that like on the commercial side, it came to a halt, right? And then look what happened post COVID, right? So, I mean, there's always opportunity in any market. And if you're going to find an excuse not to invest, like you're always going to find an excuse. So stop finding excuses to the newer investor not to not to uh, get started. Just get started. Uh, you can do all the research you want. Listen to all the podcasts. That's fantastic. Continue to do that. But I think true education comes from actually doing and going through that. And don't be afraid of losing money in real estate. It will happen. I promise you will happen. But you also make a lot more money if you stay down the course. So just take action. I mean, that's you know, cliche, but it is what it is. Yeah. You're always going to be able to find a reason not to buy. So might as well just buy. <laughs> That's, <laughs> you can't, you, you have to get started, right? You're not going to yeah. know everything. You're not going to know everything today. It's, it's a learning, like this is the school of hard knocks sometimes, but there's mm -hmm. people out there like Avery, you guys and, and us that are trying to help people avoid some of those big pitfalls and find something that fits their, fits their goals. So they can have an easier process of taking action and probably have a higher propensity for success. Totally agree with that. And last question, this one's more fun. What's your favorite book that's impacted your mindset? This has changed um, over time. Um, I, I would say like early on, uh, obviously all the Kiyosaki stuff, right? Everyone should read mm -hmm. read those, Rich Dad and Cashflow Quadrant. Um, I, I would think that uh, early on in, in real estate investing, just Gary Keller's millionaire real estate investor changed my mindset. As I'm a business owner, um, oh, now I'm uh, blanking on it. What's uh, Michael Gerber's um, The E-Myth, right? The Entrepreneurial oh, Myth yeah. e or The E-Myth Revisited. That's that's really, and we talked about management earlier. Like that's just really changed my mindset about working on your business, not in your business over time. That that applies to all business, real estate business, rent, retirement, everything. Um, and just really uses some some real world examples. So I'd recommend that one. Another great one. Well, Zach, 
Thank you so much for coming on. And if our listeners want to follow you and learn more about you and more about Rent to Retirement, where can they do that? We always want to just direct people to the website. We have a ton of social media stuff. Uh, I mean, YouTube channel puts out a lot of information. Or we have our own podcast. We talk about all things real estate, not just not just turnkey rentals. A lot of market analytics and financing options and information. Uh, the website is renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com. They can also text invest to 55444. And that will get you automatically subscribed to our channels if you want more information. And again, we'd be happy to speak with anyone just about your goals and see what resources we can share with you. Awesome. Well, what a great episode, Zach. Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we'll hopefully be able to have you. I want to hear the, the story about the bad partnership. So we'll get you on for another episode on that. Sounds Thanks so great. much for coming. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 